0: Hello, beloved listeners. Thanks for tuning in again for episode three of Wildly Basic. Emma and I had a ton of fun talking to today's guest, Speed, despite both getting roasted about our love lives, as you'll hear later in the show. Speed is Emma's close friend and roommate. She grew up as a competitive climber, but now splits her time between numerous outdoor hobbies, including mountain biking and backcountry skiing. Her level of proficiency in the backcountry is something that we really admire. So don't let her humble, jokey nature confuse you. This girl knows her shit. Also, a quick disclaimer. In this episode, we talk a bit about Katie Burrell, who is an Instagram mountain biker and comedian. We refer to her as a professional recreational athlete, when in reality, how she refers to herself on social media is a professional leisure athlete. Sorry about the confusion, we realized it after the episode recording. Either way, you should check out her Instagram because it's fucking hilarious. We've decided to release an episode every second Tuesday, so keep your eye out for that. We are also hoping to start reaching out to guests beyond our own social circles, now that we've got some momentum. So, if you have anyone in mind who you think would be a good guest on our show, please DM us on Instagram. Any other feedback is always appreciated as well. And with that, let's jump into the show.
1: Welcome to Wildly Basic, a podcast about everyday badass women who love the outdoors and are unafraid to be unapologetically themselves in the backcountry, regardless of norms and expectations.
0: I'm Emma and I'm Allie. On this podcast, we hope to share our love of backcountry shenanigans with those like us, those that inspire us, and those that are excited to discover their interest in the outdoors. Okay. Okay. So,
1: we are recording. Hey, hello everyone. We're back for episode 3. And today we are talking to my friend and roommate, Speed. First of all, we had a great start to our night because we ordered Chinese food, which was really, really, really good. It hit the spot. So you guys Uh, have
0: fortune cookies from your takeout is what you're saying. I wanted
1: to save our fortune cookies so that we could open them on the podcast. This is a fortune telling podcast now.
2: So Just, here we go. We're gonna get our fortunes now. Yeah, get into it, guys. Yeah, right. we're getting, we're getting there. You have a magnetic personality. Mm. I don't know about that, but I'm into it. That's pretty
1: important that. to have as we enter our podcast. So right. Mine says, appreciate the caring people who surround you. Aw, wholesome. Wow. That is wholesome. You and your magnetic personality. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Allie, you can enjoy this fortune cookie with us. You're one of the caring people who surround me. Oh wow. Uh, like our previous episode, Allie is still in Kingston and Boo. I am <laughs> I am still in Squamish, so we're recording again via okay. Zoom. But on this side of the Zoom camera, Speed and I are drinking some beers. Speed, would you like to introduce our our wonderful beers?
2: Yeah, today I am drinking a wonderful Backcountry Brewing, uh, which is actually brewed in Swamish, and uh, very fitting for our Backcountry podcast. And this one specifically is called I'll Take You to the Candy Shop and it's flavored fuzzy peach sour. So,
1: yeah, but this is not a sponsored episode. Zero plug. But Backcountry, if you're listening to this by any chance, slide into our DMs because we would love to maybe chat about some future relations
0: also, backcountry, if you can bring back this like strawberry sour you had in December, that I would really appreciate it. Yeah, they they make really good sours. Speed
1: can definitely attest to that. She
0: buys a new one every day. Yeah uh, right now <laughs> I'm drinking like I'm drinking a cheap Chardonnay that I stole from Mary, my roommate. I texted her to ask if it was okay and didn't wait for her response before I poured a glass. so. Mary, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Maybe Mary's our seventh listener at this point.
0: Oh, I hope so. She's had to listen to me talk about this podcast literally nonstop since we moved in together last week. I'm happy for you. (laughs) I have to live with this. This weirdo.
2: Yeah, speed has to. She's an extrovert, (laughs) but really, she just wants to spend time alone. So she's she's our extroverted introvert, right?
1: So, Speed Speed has this joke going that I'm not, in fact, an extrovert. I'm actually introverted because I don't spend enough time with her. And then Speed is labeled as an introvert, but she's always the one wanting to hang out. So, she's the extroverted introvert, and I'm the introverted extrovert in our roomy group chat. I can see that. I can see that. She just spends so much time with me. I need a break sometimes.
0: I mean, Emma, you're also super chatty. Like, that's part of why you're like, everyone thinks you're an extrovert, you know, kind of why you're the better uh, podcast host here.
1: People don't think I'm an extrovert. I am an extrovert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) extrovert.
1: Anyways, um, let's jump back into podcast related content speed. Um, Let's begin. How did you get your name speed? It's a very interesting nickname to have. And I honestly never hear anyone call you by your real name.
2: So, yeah, I got the nickname Speed. I guess, when I first moved to Vancouver from one of our dear friends named J.C. But um, anywho, I used to be like a, a speed climber, I guess. And I held a Canadian record for a really long time um, until one of my fellow climbers, Eleni, who is now an Olympian, um, Yeah, she ended up taking it in 2018 and super happy she did. But another side of my Canadian record holding, I also used to race my car. But then on the flip side of that, I'm ironically like pretty slow when it comes to my climbing and very precise and everything like that. So anyways, that's how I kind of ended up with the nickname Speed.
0: Sweet. Thanks for like giving us. I haven't even heard the whole story. Like I only knew about the climbing thing. I didn't know about the car racing thing. But I guess for our listeners, so you've just been talking a bit about climbing. So obviously you climb, but can you like tell us, like, I have no idea how you even got into climbing or like how old you were when you started. Like, can you give us your backstory?
2: Yeah. So my dad is a full mountain guide. Um, so we spent a lot of time outdoors growing up. I kind of got introduced to climbing at a really young age. You couldn't even really call it climbing, but I'd get tied up in one of the webbing harnesses. So I was like maybe two or three at that point. Then. My brother and I joined the competitive climbing team when we were, he was six and I was seven. And then from there, I guess uh, I kind of continued with it for a a while and then went to my first World Cup when I was 16. Kind of did that until 2016 and then kind of took a few steps away from the whole World Cup scene and uh, joined just doing like the Canadian circuit and then eventually just took the root sighting side of things. So I met Speed when she worked
1: at the Hive
2: which is the, um,
1: bouldering gym in Vancouver. Yeah. She was only setting when I met her. Sorry.
2: I was going to say, we keep calling you speed, but you have a real name. <laughs> Hi, my real name is Allison, but nowadays I get called Allison very frequently because I've struggled to introduce myself as speed because otherwise everyone's like, what the fuck?
0: Why are you called speed?
2: <laughs> um, so I usually introduce myself as Allison, and then all my friends around me are like, that's not your real name. Your name is speed. So anyways.
0: I uh okay, what I was gonna say is I want I so how I met speed, so we were just talking about her climbing at like a really high level, but like the first time I met speed, we went climbing with speed Emma, and Emma's boyfriend Brandon, and like kind of the context that I know you in. <laughs> There's, uh, for the listeners, we're laughing because we just put air quotes around boyfriend for Bran- for Brandon, who Emma has been dating for probably what four years, been living four together years. for oh. a while now.
1: Brandon is my real boyfriend, but I guess I guess it's not obvious to some people. Well, you don't hold hands, you don't say I love you.
0: We look like we siblings. siblings. I've never
2: seen you kiss. <laughs>
0: uh, keep going, oh, Ali. Sorry. Okay, Sorry. okay. So- <laughs> anyway um we'll we'll save emma's love life for another episode but um so okay so back to back to speed okay oh. so basically what i was gonna say is like the context that i know you in is like you know i've heard mainly from emma like that you know you did the whole high level climbing thing competitive climbing thing for like quite a while and now you've been like a little more stoked to like kind of do some more chill stuff and like help people like get into climbing and like you know what's that been like for you Going from like a really high level of climbing to like doing it kind of recreationally.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a really tough transition to go from being like a high level athlete to then just giving up entirely. And I definitely held on to the whole comp scene for a long time, like doing a comp here and there, but not training as much. And I wouldn't perform as well. But then when it did go well, I'd be like, oh, I love this and love the high of the competition. But then it kind of got to the point where. I just couldn't keep up with those young guns anymore. And it was kind of like, well, I have like this life where I have to like pay rent and go to school. And I, all the other kids were just like 16 years old and going to high school and getting their first boyfriends. And at that point I kind of decided like, yeah, it's time to move on from climbing. And I then took it onto like a more, oh. um, with the whole like root setting thing and then only climbing for myself. Um, but when it comes to mentoring, uh, I did a lot of coaching, so I definitely had it in like the back pocket. But I personally love coaching and mentoring just because I love passing on all the information that I've learned and everything like that. And yeah, personally, I love like when Emma was like, "Oh, I want to go out and climb." Like I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." She's like, "But I'll only climb five six And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it. I'll climb five six all week." She says it was a big problem, but I played it for an hour and a half the other day up a five seven, and she was so embarrassed. And I was like, "It's fine. Like we're all in a different space and time and climbing." And, like, I'm just there to support you. And after she got to the top of the roof, she was just like, I did it. She was so excited. And I was just like, I live for this. I don't care that it took you an hour and a half to get up there and that you took a break 30 or 40 times. Like, I was <laughs> there for it.
1: <laughs> like, call me out, call me out.
2: I mean, my butt hurt a little bit from being in the harness for that long, but it was fun.
1: What, well, did your neck not hurt? I swear, looking up at me for an hour and a half has been brutal, but but I climbed to five, seven. That was the the point. I did it. (laughs) Good for you. Thank you. And I'm not exaggerating that it was an hour and a half. Like it was actually an hour and a half. Uh, It's been really great to have speed because frankly, the other people in my circle are just too focused on what they want to do right now that it's hard for them to find time, but speed's been really great taking me out. Big day
2: on the rocks. (laughs) What about now? Now you're a coach. Yeah, now I'm starting to coach the youth team at the local climbing gym called Ground Up. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, and then I'm also gonna be coaching a team at Ground Up that is like this adult recreational group that goes from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m.
0: So, okay, can I, can I ask a question? Like you also don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but um, I know there's like a lot fewer like female root setters out there. And so I'm wondering like what that has been like
2: for you. Yeah, there's definitely like fewer female root setters out in the world. And it's definitely hard to be a female root setter because I know I am slightly weaker. I'm not as tall as everybody else. I'm only 5'4". So it's definitely tough to like be as usable as a guy. Um, But it's definitely every single time that I do do it, I'm always super valued because of my size. and They're not super able to like relate to either the kids, the root setting for the women and like kind of knowing like their strengths and everything like that.
0: Um, so it's always always like you
1: as a person are useful
0: I don't know (laughs) I mean it sounds like it kind of adds a little bit more versatility to the gym or to the comp or whatever when like Mm -hmm. you've got people of different body types and different strengths like setting different routes that like maybe for one person would feel really natural and then for another person would be like the exact opposite
1: yeah for a bit there was the hive did this competition it's like toony boulder league And you had to use this app where you like to log your climbs, but each climb was named and then the setter was listed. So I knew which climbs in the gym Speed had set. And it was so obvious how much me and um, my friend Emily, who's also a very short female climber, it was obvious that we, we preferred Speed's climbs over a lot of other setters just because they were like more for our body type and we weren't doing these like stupid, uncomfortable, like big reachy things. And the crux of the climb was actually working on some technique instead of just like, Oh, can you jump high enough to reach it? Or can you stretch your arms far enough to reach the next hold? But you don't just climb. No, no, no. Speed does not just climb. Speed you mountain bike, you're skiing. Also you're doing this, um, I feel bad that I don't know the name of it. Gu- a guiding thing that your dad was telling me about.
2: Yeah. I don't even know what it's really called, to be honest. Okay, well, we could talk about that, too.
1: But you sure. mountain bike, you've been in a mountain biking a lot this summer. Yeah, what does that girl Kate call herself?
2: That, like, oh. what does she call herself? Professional recreational athlete? Yeah, she's a professional recreational
0: wait, athlete. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Can we backtrack? First of all, who is Kate? And what does she mean by this title?
2: Oh, my gosh. Allie? You have to follow this girl on Instagram.
1: Her name is Katie Burrell TV. Katie, girl, if you're listening to this podcast, can we talk to you? Can you do anything with us? Please DM us. We want to talk to you. You are so funny. Um, so Katie Burrell TV Allie is, um, I don't even know who she,
2: like, she's a comedian, but she lives in Revelstoke and she mountain bikes and skis. She's just really funny and, like, calls herself this professional recreational athlete. And she just, like, plugs at that all the time. And she's, like, pretty good at sport. But, like, just, like, downplays it a lot, I think. Because I think she's actually really, really good. (laughs) But, like, oh, my God. So relatable. Okay,
1: I'm following you
0: right now.
2: Um,
1: Or the reason Speed and I found her and started liking her is she imitates, like, a girlfriend
2: on girlfriend boyfriend combo
1: yeah, yeah. a girlfriend boyfriend combo on like a mountain biking uh ride okay and it's just really funny and stereotypical and she just nails it and it's funny because I I dm'd it to speed while she was out on a ride with her boyfriend <laughs> and she came back to me and told me that like it was the exact conversation that she was having out there on the trails with him
0: I just followed her too I'm not sure if it'll be relatable to me, given that I don't mountain bike, but maybe- No, it,
1: it is. It's all okay. sports. Okay. are like this with
2: your boyfriend. I also don't have a boyfriend. We <laughs> miss the trad daddy, so. He
1: was a trad daddy, wasn't he? A trad dad, period. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not a trad daddy. No. <laughs> what the fuck? He's a trad dad, but he could be your daddy, you know? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> 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 we might need to cut this part out, <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna, you know, back to this Katie Burrell. I'm gonna watch one of these videos, okay? Okay.
1: You said you wanted a day day ride, so I don't I don't know. Yeah, let's go shuttling I hate it here too. It's too easy. Like, when do
0: you wanna start thinking about talking about having babies? You know like I really <laughs> share my lifestyle with and like yeah, well I don't know if baby like smashes twelve beers and goes, sledding. But there you are. You're having a nice time riding a bike by yourself?
1: Okay, you
0: ready for your big moment? Teach me how to ride down a rock slab? How is that not a rock slab? Okay, that that is really funny, actually. No, she's really good. And really,
1: we want to embody a professional recreational athlete. Okay,
0: right. So that's why we're on this topic. So Speed, we talked about some of the hobbies that you do, mountain biking, skiing. You are working on some guide certification. Mm-hmm. And you would describe yourself as a professional recreational athlete.
2: I mean, like currently more on the recreational athlete side. We're still working towards that whole professional side. Like we're still looking for that sponsorship from backcountry brewing. But yeah, I'm looking to do it like this guide certification so I can try and work in maybe a bit of an avalanche field in my future. I think it could be fun or scary. I don't know, avalanches scare me. So I always find I'm more on the conservative side of my group of friends than uh the playful side but I value my life pretty good so
1: that's it's like, not even about
2: your life it's about all the people who you're
0: out like, with it's also you don't have to be not playful just because you're being conservative you just exactly. be not reckless it's We're all here. about
1: risk management out
0: there exactly so, so let's talk a bit about what are your like risk management strategies like what's going through your mind like I, Emma has also told me a lot about how she really like admires your, like your sense of safety and your sense of like responsibility towards the other people that you're out with. So like what goes through your mind when you're like making those decisions?
2: I am usually the team mom when it comes to our uh, o- outdoor excursions. And that's just because one, I'll pack extra snacks and extra layers. And like, if anybody needs something, like I'm always there and like first aid
0: kit, you know, got it. Okay, okay. I'm going to interrupt for a second. Yeah, you sound like a trad daddy now. Oh,
1: a trad daddy a trad, or a dad. A trad mommy.
2: <laughs> Let's bring a new term out there. Nut slut.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> Ali wants nut slut, but trad mommy is a different is a different vibe.
2: A nut slut sounds like someone that just gets out there and puts their hand in any crack. Trad mommy sounds like the girl at the bottom.
1: Belaying somebody for an hour and a half.
2: Whatever. So, I need mean
1: both nut sluts and trad mommies on my team
2: so so i'm currently a trad mommy just because i still cry my way up five seven pretty consistently when i'm trad leading but i'm really working towards that nut slut status
1: no going back to your risk management anything else um when you're out there kind of you know not explicitly
2: but you're taking on responsibility for the group that you're with you know you're very experienced Uh, yeah, not even like my experience, like my dad and my mom are also like avid backcountry users um, when it comes to skiing and climbing. And they're always in the back of my head of like, put your helmet on. Like, did you triple check everything? Do you know what the conditions are today? Do you have a solid plan? And all those questions. So I'm always the one to bring those up. And usually the group is kind of like, no, no, I don't know yet. Like, I'll look. But my dad, my dad checks the weather probably twice an hour. One that's like snowing out. So he knows exactly what the snowpack is doing at every moment of the day. And I rely a lot on him to be like, hey, we're going out backcountry skiing. I want to stay safe out there. And obviously I'm doing my own research as well. But like, do you have any intel? Like, do you know of any like weak layers that are going on? And he usually passes on some information to me. I don't know where else to go with that. Yeah. Do you feel like a part of the groups
1: not listening to you as as well as they maybe should is it is that a factor of you being
2: a woman maybe not a woman but I definitely don't communicate that super well like when I know something that maybe they don't like I'm usually like kind of in the back being like hey guys just so you know like this this and this and they're like we know and I'm kind of like okay and then kind of get out there and it's kind of like hey like the slope is still bad like we're staying in like simple terrain today we're not going into anything complex and then by the time we get there they've forgotten about it and they're like oh yeah but like we're so close like we could make it like we could do it and I'm like no like complex terrain is like in the red this week like we're not doing it we can't do it but uh, usually I can get the group to sway my direction just because of all the information they know I'm collecting at all times um, and some information that they're maybe not picking up on sometimes so
0: what I was going to say is that it sounds like it's, it's not even just like about the information that you're collecting because like you are super attentive to the conditions and like getting up-to-date information on them. But it sounds like you also just have a lot of experience and like a lot of years of backcountry skiing on some of the people that are like still kind of questioning your judgment in those situations.
2: And yeah, like I have lots of experience, but like I, it's not even that. It's more like just the amount of time. Like I might have skied the same amount of time as they have, like the same amount of days. But like I've been backcountry skiing since I was like 14, 16, somewhere in there. And at the time I was like, yeah, this isn't cool. I want to go to the mall. But like now I kind of realize like, oh, like that, like those types of situations were actually super valuable and I still learn from them. Um so I've been able to take like all that we've learned there, like into like these other situations. And as basic as like, I don't know, wearing your helmet on the way down, like obviously you're going to bring a helmet and like, I don't know. No, don't put your phone by your beacon. Yeah. Something. Like that <laughs> phone by the beacon, like don't do it. That was a huge one. And like, Oh, does anybody have two beacons? Cause someone should always pack two beacons just in case someone forgets one or someone's is broken or anything like that. So I went out and bought myself a second beacon and yeah, it was expensive, but like I would really rather have my entire group be safe than have one person that's not wearing a beacon. And that's one thing like, In our friend group, some people think it's okay to not go backcountry skiing without a beacon on, and that is a huge no-no all the time with me, but also if my dad were to hear me say that, like, oh yeah, we went skiing today without beacons, he'd be like, what the fuck? And like, I try and pass on all that information in like the most friendly way possible, but sometimes it comes off a little bitchy. I don't think it's right for people to
1: criticize someone and say like, oh, they're just being bitchy or they're moody today, you know, because, I find the way you communicate is not any different from how your male co- counterpart communicates. Just It's just coded in like, oh, because, it, because they're a girl, they're, they must be moody the way they're talking, but, if, but the boys do it all the time too, I see it. So I've had this conversation with a number of boys who I'm out doing backcountry things with and it's always like, don't sugarcoat things when you're talking to me. I need all the same information, the way you need to deliver it best. So if it's talking to me straight and telling it to me straight, then please do that. My feelings won't be hurt. I actually really appreciate the lengths you go to just make sure that the group is safe and you provide opportunity for new people to kind of practice. So I appreciate when speed is willing to take those extra steps if it means bringing new people to the scene.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, I haven't done any backcountry skiing yet. It's something I really want to do. But like, for me, I always just picture skiing as like, super chill. Like, you wake up kind of maybe like hungover from the night before, like roll up, do some runs. Like, some people are like smoking joints on the chairlift, like depends what kind of day you're having. But like, kind of the last thing on my mind when I'm seeing in a resort is like, safety like obviously I'm wearing my helmet I'm like trying not to be a total dumbass but like I can see it being a big adjustment going from a resort where everything is done for you and the avalanches are blasted ahead of time and all that to like you being totally responsible for yourself and your friends in the backcountry where things could go like pretty badly wrong I guess
1: yeah anyways I want to get into more nitty-gritties of speed
0: I want to know um, more about who is Speed? Who is she? We've talked about what she has done, but who is she?
2: Well, we know you did the the
0: climbing
1: circuit.
2: No, you're more than just As previously discussed, I'm a little lost. I don't really know who I am at the moment. But I do love a good sewing session. So I spend a lot of... Or I try to sometimes spend some time sewing. No,
1: Speed actually is a really good sewer. Like, she's made a few... um, like bike bags so she's made these bike bags I have one of my bike it's a snack pack and it is by far the best the most uh utilized bike bag on of my setup
2: uh we have this local shop called pearls uh in Squamish and they're a thrift store and I've been buying fabric from them for the past couple weeks and I think I've spent like ten dollars on just so much fabric so I'm very excited to get going
1: no, actually shout out pearls because you can go and you can get all the things you need for $3. Love it. It's amazing. It is amazing. And Speed gets this really, like she gets all these really cute fabrics. Like today, well, the other day actually we went and we found this cute like yellow polka dot one. So she bought this piece of that. And then we went back today and she found more of it. Oh, fuck it.
0: Yeah. the chances? That's right? great. What are you going to make with it? Do you have any big plans? No
2: big plans. Just going to make a lot of these little like snack bags. Um, check them out on my Instagram at some point. I'm going to try and sell them. Maybe, probably not, but we're going to work on that.
0: We will promote. We'll promote. I was just going to say, we'll promote it to our seven, seven listeners. Yeah.
1: That's true, actually. Or Lululemon does those water bottle holders now.
0: I've seen those. Yeah.
1: It literally could be the exact same thing.
0: Okay, see. Let's go. Yeah, get on
2: there. I'm sensing a market out there. Like, oh yeah, l- like who needed
1: Lululemon? Who told you that we needed water bottle holder bags? Because I've never thought about one before, but now that you have them, now, all of a sudden I need one. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> now holding my water bottle just feels wrong. I need a purse
0: for it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Okay, but why can't you just put your water bottle in, like, a large purse? Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Ask Lululemon. Because I'm thinking (laughs) if Speed makes me, like, a nice over-the-shoulder bag purse type of thing, if it's big enough, I just put the water bottle in that.
2: Oh, my big water bottle or my uh, big snack bags, they hold uh, Nalgene's.
0: Oh, let's go. I want that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So... (laughs) I mean, not the really tall ones, but, like, the regular-sized Nalgene, um, it's perfect.
0: Yeah, I've got a regular-sized one covered in stickers, as any mm-hmm. self-respecting basic backcountry country British does. Emma, do you have one?
1: A, a Nalgene full of stickers? Yeah. Of course, I have a couple.
2: Yeah, okay, <laughs> me too. As a professional recreational rock climber, I wear Lulu for everything, to be honest. Everything. Every day. I probably put at least one Lululemon piece of article of clothing on no matter what absolutely fitting
0: in with the basic bitch image
2: well we ought to be basic somehow so when we are out backcountry skiing it's always a sports bra climbing usually leggings and a sports bra maybe a top let's go crazy speed actually uh, just
1: made a huge lulu order she got some good stuff i actually saw though the women's volleyball team at the 2020 olympics they had Lulu like bathing suit top bottoms. Oh, wow. Lulu lemon at the Olympics. I was like, let's go, Lulu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other questions for speed? I'm trying to think of more like backcountry Yeah,
0: we have been talking okay. about clothes for a
1: while here. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty basic. Well, I'm trying to think of you. Oh, actually, I know exactly what makes you basic. Uh-oh. So, one thing that Well, one thing I actually like about our friend group, Allie, is how shameless we are about taking photos when we go out and do something. We're like, oh, if we're going to spend 45 minutes in this photo shoot getting the shot, then we will have to. And Speed's (laughs) the same way. I find she's very good at taking the pictures, making sure everything gets captured and then putting on her social media if it makes her feel good. So yeah, maybe you want to talk about that speed. I find you're very good at showing the world your basic backcountry.
2: Yeah. So at one point during COVID, somebody reached out to me and they were like, "Hey, wow, I'm really inspired by your Instagram. Seems like you're getting out a lot. Like, wow. Like, how do you get like have the time or like something like that?" And I was like, "Fuck, am I telling the whole world that I'm just doing all this stuff and like gloating about it?" So then I stopped posting for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I definitely uh, like to show the the basic Insta side
0: okay, but is it gloating? Like, here's the thing. I feel like when I'm posting stuff on Instagram, a hundred percent, there's an ego to it. Like, yeah, I, I want people to like my photos. Like, I'm not going to lie and pretend that I don't want that. That would just be a lie. But I also think, like, I think social media is a good way to, like, connect with people and, like, find out about new places and stuff, too. Like, if one of my friends posts a picture on, like, a cool looking hike or like a cool looking climbing spot or whatever, then all I can message them and be like, Hey, like that looks cool. Like, where'd you go? Blah, blah, blah. And like, that's good and bad because obviously a lot of hiking areas around Vancouver have become like insanely crowded, largely due to Instagram location tagging and stuff. But this is a discussion topic. Like, do you guys think it's gloating or do you think it's like a way to connect to like post your backcountry content on on the gram?
2: I personally find it as I do it to be gloating, but on the flip side of that, I can definitely see it being inspiring for somebody else to get outside. So, like, my perspective of my own Instagram doesn't matter because it's not, I'm not the one looking at it, it's everybody else. On another side, though, uh, I recently got this point and shoot disposable camera at the beginning of the summer. And I'd say it's one of my more basic attributes of this summer. And I've really enjoyed it because. I, I can only take one photo and I have no idea what it's looked like. Um, so I'm really excited to develop it at the end of the summer. I'm really embracing my basic, what, is, what are we called this summer? Hot grill summer. Oh. <laughs> summer. There we go.
1: We're officially vaxxed and waxed.
2: <laughs> vaxed, waxed, and ready for a hot grill summer. Uh, I definitely, I'm really looking forward to it. This is the first disposable camera I've done since I was, I think,
0: probably 10. Maybe once they're developed, we can post some of that content on our wildly basic Instagram. Oh, yes. There we go. We
2: need
1: to have a whole entire hashtag of just basic bitch backcountry disposable camera photos.
0: It's a whole genre. All
1: right. Um, We don't need to talk about this on this episode. But one thing that I think we should talk about is usually it's like, oh, biking and beers and girls are like oh babes bikes and beers and i'm like what if a girl does not like beers like what if i want to be a babe and bike and drink a white cloth a, a cocktail
0: oh a cocktail oh yeah
1: like a fruity cocktail what if i want that what if i want to go shred the slopes and as my apres ski i don't want a beer no offense backcountry i'll drink your beers gladly but what if i wanted some fruity cocktail I just want to see, I, I don't know. I just want to see that as a tag,
2: as a, as a headline. Hey,
0: well, let's make it a thing.
2: Bikes, babes, and beverages. Yeah, let's <laughs> be all inclusive. get everybody in there. What if someone's like sober? Like, let's what get in if in someone's there? sober, right?
0: Well, a beverage could be water too, or like tea. Badger. That's still a beverage. So bikes, babes, and beverages is really all-encompassing.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, that should be one of your first hashtags, too. Shout it in there, you know?
0: We'll make stickers. Oh, all the stickers. I don't care whether we get sponsors or not. I will pay for these stickers myself, and I will put them all over my car, all over my laptop, all over my guitar case. Every Surface imaginable is going to be covered in stickers.
1: Um, you know the backcountry basic bitch me?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sticker?
1: I've gotten so many comments on that sticker. I put it on my water bottle. Yeah, I really like it.
0: Wait, where did these come from, though? Did you make them? I I made them. Yeah, it was just a thing that me me and uh, our other friend Liz came up with, where it's like we were on our kayaking trip to Desolation Sound, and we kind of realized, like, okay, we're basic bitches. That's obvious. Backcountry bitches, also obvious. But we're also backcountry basic. You know how around, like, coastal BC, you see people, these, like, backcountry people, and it's, like, anytime you see an outdoorsy person, they are going to be wearing an Arcteryx jacket. They're going to have their pants from mech. They're going to have, like, one of those Osprey backpacks, and, like, they'll be wearing a toque, and, like, the girl will have, like, a toque with, like, two braids and, or, like, a scrunchie and, like, you know, the Patagonia sweater. Like, it's just, that is what backcountry basic is. You know, it's different than, like, city basic, So anyway, we made this Venn diagram that's like three circles, backcountry, basic, and bitch, because we're backcountry bitches, we're backcountry basic, and we're basic bitches. And then in the middle, it just says me with all the overlap.
1: Well, Allie, like you are coming in with the idea of I don't actually know speed too well. I talk to speed, like I said,
0: every day. (laughs) I mean, I actually feel like I've kind of gotten to know speed a bit just like through chatting with her casually, you know, like. I, do, I feel like she's she's also the type of person where we asked her like who is speed like who is she and I feel like she's not going to tell you who speed is she's going to show you who speed is and that's the vibe I'm getting and I feel like she showed her like more like sassy side today and we got to hear about some of her adventures and her like wealth of backcountry knowledge oh, yeah. yeah it was
1: great you're making me sound kind of cool you are cool, Speed. That's what I've been telling you. That's why I invited you here.
0: No, Speed. It's been great. And uh, when I'm back in in Vancouver and I can come up to Swam and hang out with y'all, then we can. I can see the see who Speed is in real life.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Speed. It's been great having you.
2: I love talking to you more. <laughs> <I'm>
1: <laughs> we should do this more often. <laughs>
0: this more often.
1: to wildly basic don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts
0: we're also on instagram at wildly basic podcast our marketing director is emma our editor-in-chief is ali artwork by emma music and sound by ali co-hosted by emma and ali thanks for tuning in Happy happy trails